Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Adam and Tony. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. So tonight we're going to do a quick news show. There's some fun stuff that came out, and I think we're going to finish it with Galaxy's Edge because there's some fun news with that. But right now I want to talk about gondolas. What do you know, Adam? All right. Disney Skyliner system is coming very soon. They let Orlando Sentinel take a look at the cabins, and they can fit... 10 people? I don't know where size people they're talking about. Are these 10 Europeans? Is that how it is? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> they had the windows open with the... their screens with the windows open, so you can't throw something out the window, people. I know you all wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they're going at about 11 miles an hour when they're in full flight. I think the trips are short. They're anywhere from like 5 to like 7 minutes. One of the stories that came out was you could go from Caribbean Beach all the way through to Epcot, which means that you might not have to get off and switch gondolas. The whole thing's a mystery. Like, I don't understand. Like, at first I had heard that you have to get off at every stop, but I guess that's not true, right? I think it depends on the stop and... The route. But, unfortunately, nothing's confirmed, so we have no idea. I thought every stop, too. But you just wonder how that works with lines. Are they going to let the people that are already on cut the line? Or they have to go to the back of the line to get back on? I don't know. There could be riots. Yeah, yeah. The we're, um, s- we're still dealing in conjecture and supposition at yeah. this point. Yeah. Those are such big words. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. There's going to be 300 gondolas. Wow. There's 300 of them. Yeah. 300 gondolas, 11 miles per hour, 10 oh. people in each gondola. Hmm. If Disney I recall math. correctly, that was a word problem during my SATs, <laughs> and they wanted to know the name of the gondola operator. Oh, okay. It was Sven. <laughs> He came over here from Norway to work. Now, I know we talk about these all the time. I don't think I'm going to have a problem with them because I no. don't really care about heights. It doesn't bother me. Well, but you're, you don't stay at any of those resorts either. Like, when are we going to get you in Pop Century? Never. Uh, well, I did go there once. The Riviera, not to get off subject, does look Oh, that does look nice, nice, yeah. And, it does. And I, I have a friend of mine that's DVC, and they got the offer to purchase, not to get off topic, to purchase points at a discount. And... I said, what are you guys waiting for? Let's go. But they didn't want to. Yeah, but I think that discount was still pretty high. It was pretty expensive. I think I'd have to buy 125 points. Yeah. 150. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get off topic. The Riviera no, Resort totally looks very fine. nice. Yeah, they really do. And uh, the gondolas, I don't have a problem with the gondolas. But I would definitely go from gondolas to Hollywood Studios to Epcot if I needed to go between yeah. one and the other. Absolutely. Oh, can you go between the two parks that way? Or are well, they going to tell people no because this is only for guests who are staying at those resorts? Well, I'm sure at, I would think at the beginning that's what's going to have to happen. Just yeah. Because it's going to be such a novelty thing. You can't have so many people, especially at the prime times in the beginning of the day and at the end of the night. All I remember, I've only been in a gondola once. And that was when I was in my 20s and I had this boyfriend and we were in Germany and we went up this mountain, and the whole time he kept rocking it. And I was like, by the time the thing was over, I was like on the floor. I don't know why I didn't break up with him then. But I don't feel like I'm going to be nervous. I mean, it doesn't look scary or anything. What I do feel is I'm going to be hot. Because, you know, I saw the videos as well, and it didn't convince me that the air was really going to be flowing that well in there. 
That's a box with 10 people in it. Although it did look like a nice box. I mean, the seats look nice, the floor is shiny, the whole nine yards. <laughs> I'm sure it'll stay that way. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a sweat box. I got to try it. I can't. I can't wait to try it. I will say just visually seeing them at Pop Century over the lake, um, they looked amazing. So I, I'm going to be down there in like about 10 days. I'm, I'll go over to Pop and try to get some video again. So Yeah, I think they, um, they look nice in some areas. In other areas, I think behind Rose Cold Case and Epcot, I don't think it's going to look very yeah. nice because of the I, whole size of thing. I know we talked about that before. Do we know how far behind World Showcase, like, is it going behind France, or does is that like a turnaround area? No, it, you'll, for it. it'll be behind it. Now, what Ooh. we don't really know is Ratatouille box building that they're building, if that's going to block it or not, I, because it's not really fully there i don't think oh that's a good point yeah it's pretty high that well, is a good point but yeah, you know what? So, from, from 30 40 feet up you're gonna see backstage no matter yeah what they put up there so every time i've ever been backstage it's been like incredibly thrilling and it's like like part of you is like this isn't really any different than being behind Publix. but on the other hand it, <laughs> it totally is right because it's Disney backstage. So like you're looking around and we, we were able to, like a couple weeks ago, we did that VIP tour and I told my daughter, I said, do not take your phone out. You can't take pictures. And she was like, Oh, okay. You know, it's <laughs> like, like at the same time, you know, it is, I don't know. It's exciting. So do you want your little kids seeing all that? I, little ones? Yeah. But the, the kids, those are, yeah. That's all that matters. Is the Seeing how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess basically we don't really know a heck of a lot more about it other than it goes 11 miles per hour. It holds 10 and it's shiny inside according to those pictures. So yes. we're just going to have to wait. And what do they say? Fall? It's definitely not opening in the summer. Is that it? That's the, yeah. Now the story was that I saw that it's not opening until fall because they're not going to be able to put cast members in there until July. Oh, August yeah. Those cast member test test dummies. Yeah. It's not good, right? Yeah, I would no. totally be a test dummy for this. They have a lot of work to do at the stations. And yeah, they do. All, that one by Epcot. Yeah, the one by Epcot is pretty, but it's by no means done. So. Yeah. Okay. And then there was apparently there was like um, stuff that needed to be done to the ground. Like, they needed to put some, like, um, kind of, like, girders in the ground. But they had, like, I don't know. That's, like, a construction word. Um, anyway, in the ground. And then it would be covered by grass. So it would be, like, visually more, you know, like, unobtrusive. So they were doing that the other day. I saw some pictures. So well, I They have to clear land underneath all the... Which I think they've been doing underneath right. all the lines in case they need to evacuate anybody. Wow! Underneath, right? And I just don't know how that works with the water when it's going over water. I don't. If they bring a boat out there, I guess they must. Gosh, I don't know because you're really out of luck if you have to get evacuated from uh, over Hourglass Lake. That's yeah. a pretty long. You know, I think I think I counted there were eleven gondolas over the water at any given time. Yeah. When I was out there. So I don't know. It's exciting. I can't wait to see it because I, you know, and I've said this a million times. I'm always like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then I'm like, okay, this is the best thing ever. And you and I are in the same boat. I'm not going to be afraid of the heights. So I'm not worried about that. So, yeah. And they did announce that there will be special gondolas for wheelchairs. Oh, good to know. And okay. And they can stop or slow down the loading process for a wheelchair if they need to. Okay, good to know. 
Good which, to know. Which is important. Okay. We should do a survey on Facebook and see which one of our listeners, who's who's all about the gondolas and who's like, no way. <laughs> we should do that. It's a good idea. We'll put that up there. So, okay. All right. I'm going to go to Tony next. Tony, talk to us about Rivers of Light. Okay, so there's going to be some changes to the Rivers of Light show, which for those of you who don't know, it is the nighttime show at the Animal Kingdom. Uh, they have made uh, the show human-free uh, recently. What's uh, a human? Is that something they have up north, humans? Humans. <laughs> Sorry, yes. there, are no longer, there are no longer any people yes. okay. uh, involved in the production uh, okay. on the boats. Um, and they, they, however, they will be adding in characters from Disney Animation and Disney Nature Films, as well as Disney Music to the show's score. Uh, so this show has been around for two years, and it's uh, illuminated floats, lanterns, and these boats that go across the River of Light. Personally, I thought the show was just kind of bland. You know, it's been around for two years. When they announced it, everybody was all excited, and it was supposed to be the latest and greatest show. And then there were technical glitches. And it got delayed by, like, what, seven or eight months? And yeah. then it debuted, and it just kind of, like, wasn't even a blip on anyone's radar. I think if you've seen it once, you're good. You know, there, there's no reason. It's not like Festival of the Lion King that I'm going to go back, or Fantasmic, or, you know, the soon-to-be-departed Illuminations, where you go back and you watch the show a second time. I think this is a nice thing to do one evening, but once you've seen it, I don't really see any reason to go back, even with this change. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the show. Same. I, I, I don't. It just doesn't. I don't connect with it at all. But then I'm not a nighttime show kind of person, so I probably am not the one to answer this question. I have to be honest. I've never seen it. I saw the temporary fix, the based on the, the Jungle Book, the Jungle Book version, which yeah. actually I liked that. I didn't, I thought that was pretty good. They had a lot of humans on that show. And it was, if you really like Indian style dancing, that was very good. But that's gone now. This is interesting, I guess, you know, they gotta I tell you what, the setting of this is I've always liked it. I like the the you seats know, on the side of the lake. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It I is wish a they beautiful illuminations. It's it's a beautiful theater itself and I, I like all of that. And just visually it is kind of nice, but it's not something that, you know, I really want to see more than once. Yeah, and Animal Kingdom has the reputation of still being a you know half, quote unquote half day park and with Pandora being open at night you want to see that at night are you going to watch this show at night maybe I guess you, you know don't want to if you like this stuff calling it a half day park isn't fair because there are so many rides there like I was just talking to someone the other day first Disney trip ever going with the grandparents grandkids the whole nine yards and um I started telling them what they could do in that park, not even including Expedition Everest because they had little kids and they really weren't interested in that. But and and not like dinosaur, of course, because that's a little scary for little ones. And I thought, gosh, there's like a ton of stuff to do, not just the rides, but you know, you have the walkthroughs, you have the safari, and of course, you've got Flight of Passage, and that is a phenomenal ride. So. There's a ton to do there. I I don't think I would call it a half-day park anymore. No, I agree. There is, there's enough things to do. I just think it has the reputation of it, which is, I think, why this show hasn't really hit. Taken big. off, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the animal exhibits close at sundown anyway. Right. So. They should keep those animals up all night. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, okay, well, that's interesting. What about, let's go on to our next story. Okay, this upset me. Adam, tell me about Minnie's Runaway Railroad. It's not really running away anywhere, is it? Well, I have, do have good news and, and bad news. Okay. Do you, what do you want, the good news first? Yes. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be coming to Toontown in Disneyland. Oh, that's fantastic. Where are they putting it in? What are they taking out? Well, they are taking out the entrance and the store itself, the gift shop. But then they're putting it in a building that's behind Toontown that was okay. parade training and parade float storage. I, I think that's what it was. Okay. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. I, I don't work that... right there, so I don't know. If that's where that's going, that will make that little land so much nicer. I actually, I have a soft spot for Toontown just because I love the one in Walt Disney World. So this is all I have left. So I like it anyway. But putting another ride in there, I think it's great. So Yeah, no, definitely. And they're not... They're not getting rid of. They're only getting rid of a gift shop. Go figure. They're getting rid of a gift shop to add a ride. Wow, that's like hurting my brain. I don't yeah. know what's going on here. That's so um, anti-Disney. It really is. Walt would be rolling over in his grave <laughs> if he was buried and not frozen. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's going to come, and all we have is 2022. Okay. But the bad news is the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is a hard thing to say really fast, and Disney's Hollywood Studios is delayed until spring of 2020, not not spring of 19, spring of 2020. So we're going to have to wait at least a year for that to open up. I have heard that the the technology is really advanced, but that they just can't get it all together. And then when you consider all the workers being diverted to Star Wars, it's just not happening. Oh my goodness, that sounds like Rivers of Light. Such advanced technology for a new attraction. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know that Rivers of Light was ever going to be that great. You know? I, I don't know. Don't you remember the build-up? It was supposed to be better than, than like, World of Color or, you know, much better See, than... See, I never heard that it would be better than World of Color. I mean, World of Color, to me, is something altogether a different thing. You know, World of Color is, like over the top right but this was supposed to be you know cutting edge technology with water projections and yeah you know boats and lanterns well, and the, animals the, the difference it had the boats that were and the floaters that were self-propelled if you will right that's what was different the world of color world of color is all just there on a platform yeah but, i mean and i guess that's pretty straightforward technology too when you think about it yeah i mean it's bellagio fountains yeah. just do you know what it is that's absolutely right yeah but Rivers of Light, not to get off topic, Rivers of Light was supposed to have moving parts to it, too, and they just can never mesh them together. And then for whatever reason, they get rid of the human storytellers. So from what I, I... I've never seen the show, so I shouldn't speak on this, but from what I understand it, a lot of it doesn't make any sense because there's nobody moving the show throughout the scenes, but... Yeah. It, it, would, it would be like if they took the people out of uh, Tapestry or Parade of Nations... Uh, parade of Na- tapestry of dreams, tapestry of nations, you know, around the millennium, and it was just the the drums going around with no people on them. You know, it, it, it's just okay. You just sent a boat across the water. Uh, I, I don't get it. All right, I'm done complaining. No, that's okay. I mean, I am, that's I'm complaining that they're waiting so long to do this ride, but hopefully it comes out really good. Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, if they're going to delay it by another year. I mean, it sounds good. It does. Like, everything I've heard about it sounds great. It's just not ready. So. 
I thought this ride was supposed to be the the you know the uh, low low hanging fruit. Like, let's get this in real quick. You know, it's going to replace. Uh, you know, it's going to replace what it replaces, and people are going to be upset that the great movie ride is gone. But this is going to be Mickey's ride, and it's really cool. And we're going to get it in before start before Star Wars. Uh, that's what I heard too. And now that- for it to open up, you know, now for it to open up after Galaxy's Edge, whether it's six months or a year and a half later, are you really going to care? Yes. It would have been a nice little interim while waiting for Galaxy's Edge to open on the last weekend of the fall in late, you know, mid-December. Uh, it would have been nice around October to have the Runaway Railway open. And it might have, you know, might have given you some additional foot traffic. But to open it, you know, now you've still got to wait for, you know, your second ride in Galaxy's Edge to open. And then at some point you're going to open, you know, the new the new Runaway Railroad with fanfare and not just like oh yeah it's tuesday it's open okay so what if they're (laughs) doing this on purpose what if they're thinking there's just too much you've got two resorts opening this year you've got multiple restaurants including at least one signature you've got galaxy's edge massive you've got gondolas why add another thing? Why not push this out until next year that way? Because every time something opens, there's always excitement. You know, they'll probably have a media preview for Minnie's Runaway Railway. That generates tons of excitement. If you have so much going on, people are going to get tired of it. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just doing it on purpose. What's interesting is the fact that they're already cloning it in another park before it's yeah. open and delayed in this park. I think that means that they know it's going to be good. It's just a matter of yeah, that's f- a good point. finishing it. And they want to rush it. Interesting that Disneyland's version re- doesn't replace anything, doesn't take anything out. Whereas Hollywood Studios takes out a big attraction in that property. And when there's so much other room in Hollywood Studios that they could have put this somewhere. I mean, that's another that's another argument for another day, I guess. And there's nothing we can do about it. It's gone. But it's like, I, I kind of... Personally, I wish they put Runaway Railway somewhere else in DHS. Right. Where it didn't have to take anything out. And great movie ride. I mean, I guess in hindsight's 2020. Hindsight, they could have... Now that they just acquired Fox, and they've got Disney Plus coming around the corner. Great movie ride could have been updated with Disney movies. The same concept. And they had a whole library of stuff to pull from. And then Runaway Railway doing its own thing somewhere else. And... But nobody asked me for my opinion. So You know, they should hire you. <laughs> All right. Well, I I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I not necessarily well, I sort of thought it would be open for the thirtieth anniversary on the first. That's what I kept hoping. And when I saw an announcement the other day, I thought, Oh, they're gonna tell us it's ready and I was like, Oh, never mind. So okay. You know. That's all right. I think it would have been nice to have it open for the 30th, but that's okay. I'm sure there's plenty other stuff going on, which I'll let you know because I'll be there. Uh, There will be cupcakes, and I will definitely have to sample some. Um, Okay. All right. So what about this next one? This next one always gets people excited. Go ahead, Tony. All right. So Disney, as we know, has been making a move towards uh, lowering their carbon footprint and going more green. Four days ago, it was announced that uh, Disneyland Paris would no longer be distributing plastic straws, that they would be moving to the rolled paper straws. And uh, they did that on Thursday, uh, April 18th, depending upon when you listen to this. That was four days ago for me right now. And uh, just a couple of hours ago, Disney announced that uh, Disney World 
is uh, banning their straws as well. They will no longer be allowed uh, or available at the resort. Although the ban is in effect, they will be going through their unused inventory. So you might be lucky enough to capture a plastic straw, but uh, they're going to be the rolled paper ones uh, sooner uh, than later. The cool thing about Disney making this move is that they will reduce their footprint by a total of 175 million straws and 13 million plastic stirrers annually. That's incredible. They're also going to be uh, eliminating and reducing other plastics, uh, including shopping bags. And, uh, tra- you know, they've already started transitioning the resorts out of the uh, disposable complementary body products. You know, the H2O products, right. your body wash, your shampoo, uh, and whatnot. So, you know, they've already gotten that footprint reduced by going to the pumps in a lot of the hotel rooms so uh, i have to say i kind of love i like it because it makes it easier for me to bring my own container and just pump like 73 times to fill up you know three containers of stuff i get great idea that's a great idea genius so yeah so that's uh that's what disney's doing to go green and uh kudos to them uh 100% agree 100% but here's my question Okay, a couple questions. What about people who need one because, you know, physically they have to drink from a straw? Nothing on that yet? No. I, I don't think that it's going to be like, um, it's not going to be like the, the, the strollers where, you know, if you need a special stroller, we can make an, a, an accommodation right. for you. Uh, I don't think that they're going to keep like, oh, we have 60 plastic straws that we will keep on inventory for people who need the straws. I think if you're going to need to drink from a straw, you better have like three paper straws to enjoy that soda because they're all, you know, I don't know if you've uh, had the experience of a paper straw, but uh, I find them personally to disintegrate, not disintegrate, but uh, lose their structural integrity Mm -hmm. uh, a lot sooner than you think they would. Do you know who has great paper straws? If you go into the Starbucks in Animal Kingdom, they have these paper straws that have a coating on the outside, and they pretty much, they're probably as close as you will ever get to being like a regular plastic straw. Interesting, because I was in Disneyland last week where they have already transitioned to the paper straws, and I found the paper straws to be uh, pretty bad. Really? I just, I wonder why they're not, I mean, I'm sure like at some point they're all just going to kind of move over to what, you know, the kind of, like either you don't use them at all or maybe something like they have in Starbucks. I mean, I thought the Starbucks ones were just fine. I was like, ooh, these are so much better than the regular paper straws. This is before they had switched over to plastic. Um, But, you know, of course, the Animal Kingdom has only plastic or paper straws. Right. Um, Okay. Now, I well, have... I'm sorry. I, I admit, I almost purchased um, at the Disney Walt Disney Studio Store employee store in Burbank. I almost purchased a metal collapsible Disney straw. Ooh. So. Why'd you hold back? Um, Cheryl told me no. <laughs> oh darn it! <laughs> it was darn either it. that, is that, or a pen. Oh um, <laughs> my gosh! So I opted for the pen. Yeah, but, well, the pen. You know, is that, that going to become the new rage? You know, are you people going to be pulling out their metal straws to? You know, is that going to become like the new status symbol? Think or, of how many problems you can cause with a metal straw. They're going to be banned from like planes. You could right. poke someone's eye out with that. Right. You could sharpen the edges. Exactly. So I, it was funny because I was watching a a show the other night, and it's set in like the 1950s, and I was like, oh, they're not using straws. You know, they were drinking out of a paper cup, like a soda. 
but they weren't using straws. And I, I thought about Disney and I thought, you know, really, we've just sort of become straw dependent over the last few decades. It's not like we need them, you know. So I don't know. Here, Here's my beef. So I go into Starbucks at Hollywood Studios a couple weeks ago and I, I want to get one of those amazing carrot cake cookies. And I get one. And instead of being in the little paper bag that they always used to be in for years, which, you know, I can, I can get behind those paper bags, right? It's in a plastic container. And there's so much molding and it's hard. I'm like, what? There's no place to recycle it. It's beyond ridiculous that a cookie, basically a, a soft carrot cake cookie, is in a plastic container, and it's that way with the cupcakes. It's that way with, you know, you go to a food court, and if somebody's getting a takeaway meal, they give them a little paper. You know, their plate is made of paper, but then they've got this hardcover plastic over it. So what about that stuff? To me, that stuff is much more of an offender as far as pollution goes than a straw. You know, it's the straws, at least like thinner plastic. I mean, those are like hard plastic. And again, nobody's recycling those. So I'd like to see those go too. If I have to walk around with my drink sloshing, I also want my cupcake unprotected from the environment. (laughs) You can smash it. I don't care. I'm still going to eat it. I, not to be cynical, I wonder if they're packed like that because they're making them somewhere else and they need to transport them without crushing everything. I'm sure they are, but here's the thing. They were, you know, they've served those for years at two different locations in Hollywood Studios until those locations were, you know, either shut down or refurbished or whatever. Yeah. They were always in the little paper bags. In the bags. paper bags. I just, I wonder if maybe something's changed in food. I, I don't know because I'm not in food service. Well, if and something's the other... changed in food service, though, where transportation things and things have to be separated. Yeah. And I, I don't like all the plastic either. I'm not, I'm agreeing with you. I, I know. Think it's, it's well, ridiculous not just how that. Much plastic is involved with some of these contraptions to hold these things. But. Yes. Well, and, you know, you've got, you know, the cupcakes are like in a big, long, you know, tray, and then you get the cupcake, and then they put it in a plastic container to, for you to carry away. That doesn't make any sense at all. So, I don't know. I just would like to see that gone. I did notice at Flower and Garden at some of the food booths that probably half of them had some sort of like, you know, paper plate or a wooden plate. But then there were others that everything was plastic and it was such a waste. So I don't know. It's going to be a while. I I do commend them for the straws. I think it's fantastic. And I suspect that that the decisions for food storage are made at a lower level than the decisions, if this makes sense. Like, it's easy for someone at a higher level to go, get rid of straws, they're wasteful. Okay. But when you think about it, someone who's actually in charge of a kitchen, they might have stronger opinions, like you said, Adam, about how food is transported than somebody higher up, if that makes sense. So maybe there's a disconnect between these two, you know, groups. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Management has a, you know, well, you know, Disney tweets out they're getting rid of plastic, but there's people on the ground that are like, well, how are we going to, you know, we're baking, you want us to bake this in a central kitchen, you know, that's, you know, 20 minute drive away in a truck. How are we going to transport cupcakes, cookies from here to there without them getting ruined because it's all about show right so you can't have flattened cookies and crushed cupcakes 
show a lot. And I wonder, I mean, I wonder if some of these plastic container things are on conveyor belts where things are being put in there, like by, you know, I don't want to sound weird here, but by robots. I wonder how much of this is automated and that's the only way that they can do yeah. it. Yeah. And Disney is a business and they're in the business of, I don't want to, you know, I hate to sound morbid here, but they're in the business of making money. And if it means that they're going to save money by storing all this stuff and more plastic, I, I wonder if they take that route versus, you know, I don't know. It's just so. Plastic... Do you think that straws are just a showy kind of thing that they can do? Well, not really, because when you count how many straws they use, there's an extraordinary amount of straws that are taken out of consumption. Oh yeah, but, but I mean, I, the paper straws. I'm guessing they. I would think they cost less money than the plastic straws now. I would think. Maybe. Mostly they're made of recycled paper, so it's already right. paper that's been used. They're not buying them for one park. They're buying them for everything. So they can business-wise, they could probably buy a lot more of them, and pay a lot less for them. They don't need to buy plastic straws anymore. And and the plastic straw company, if they're smart, they should start stocking paper straws and start to get it wean away from the plastic straws. Right. I'm happy to give them up. I don't have a problem. I just think if we're going to do it, let's take it even a few more steps. And maybe there are plans in place for that. You know what? If they can't get rid of those little plastic containers, why don't they give us a place to recycle those? Uh, there's garbage cans every, whatever it is, 30 feet. 30 steps, something yeah, 30 like that. Steps. The idea that there isn't recycling next to that is interesting. and I do. I agree 100%. Like, it should be both. And honestly, they really should have a third, assuming Florida recycles like this. I, well, I think it's a Disney thing. Paper, a separate paper bin, too. for Right. You know, and then and start having paper recycling holders. And, and honestly, I think this whole straw thing is going to be a generational change. And you yeah. know, like you said, you were watching something from the 50s, nobody had straws. All of a sudden, everybody's got straws. It's going to mm-hmm. take a while for my generation and the and your kids, Tony, your kids, to not use straws anymore. And it, it will yeah. happen. It's just I have a kid a who's like wants a straw for everything, and my husband keeps saying, "You're going to have to give these up." Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, back when I was young, if you needed a straw, you just took a hundred dollar bill and rolled it up. That's right. That's exactly true. Disney has always been a really progressive company, and they should be commended for this and for so many other things. I will say one thing. When I put my towel up in the room, that means you don't have to take it. Like, I, I, the thing says, reuse your towel. I'm like, okay, I'll reuse it because that's a good thing to do. I hang it up, and every single time they replace it with a fresh one. <laughs> they don't have to do that. So, I don't know. I, I keep feeling like maybe I just want to leave a note that says, please don't take the towel. But, the, you know, I don't want to leave my stinky towel. Leave. Well, don't you want to just leave your towel and reuse it? I do. I will usually leave one hung on the door. And it seems like personally me, if, my, you know, I follow the rules. It says, if you want your towels to be taken, throw it in the tub. So I throw it in the tub. If I want to keep it, I hang it out either on the coat hooks out by the sink or behind the door. And most times that one is behind the door. But I'm not going to use a towel for all seven days. You know, I'm not. Right. I'm not an animal. I'm. I am an animal. I'm bad. I will use multiple towels for one item and then get them all replaced. I'm bad. I know. You're I, so posh. You have like a towel for each each limb, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not, I, maybe I'm being arrogant, but part of me is like I'm spending a lot of money to be here. I want to use a lot of towels. And, See, we uh, don't feel that way because we stay at the values. <laughs> <laughs> but, we feel um, guilty. <laughs> 
But I, that's like I, I I like to think I you know re- reduce, reuse, recycle in my real life. But the towel thing. Uh, that's that's my guilty pleasure. I like using a lot of towels. Wow. On now vacation. we know. Not at home. Not at home. I use the same towel at home. On vacation, it's it's a revolving door of towels. <laughs> well, my kids can identify because they're horrible about it. They'll just throw the Even at home, I'm like, why don't you hang this up? They never do. It's like crazy. What happened today was that Disney sent out invitations for Galaxy's Edge. If you're staying on property in Disneyland from May 31st through June 23rd, I want to make sure I get those numbers right. You are were sent an invitation that allows you to visit the land for four hours. So the, the times are 8 to 12. There's an 11 to 3. Um, I'm 2 to 6. I think 6 is the last group that goes through. And, uh, of course, everyone is very excited. Now, there was a little bit of a glitch. One of the days, you know, was messed up. So, you know, shortly thereafter, they sent out, you know, revised days. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I can't believe that that actually happened, that they uh, yeah. messed well, up the days. <laughs> somebody actually, somebody I know who's very good at computers said that the, um, it was probably something to do with, like, a date timestamp thingamaguchi, which I, I don't understand because I'm not into that stuff. But they said it was probably a glitch with the computer and the date timestamp. Yeah, so I'm correct. going with that. <laughs> the, initially, they told me I was going May 30th, because I get in the 29th, and they said I was going May 30th at from 2 to 6, and then... There was like chaos, of course. Um, you couldn't you couldn't get through. There were like three and four hour waits on the phone lines because people. Some people were like, "Well, I'm not even here that day. How could I go into Galaxy's Edge?" And so um, they sent out revised stuff, and mine was just bumped up to the 31st, which is totally fine. You could tell me that I can only go there between two in the morning and six in the morning, and be like, "Okay, I'll go." So I'm not complaining. I am very excited. Apparently, now you saw something else that said May 2nd, everyone else can make their arrangements. So so these are arrangements are just for people staying at the three main Disneyland hotels, which is Disneyland Hotel, Grand Californian, and Paradise Pier, right? But starting the 2nd, everyone else can go ahead and make those arrangements, presumably. I didn't read the rules if it's you have to have a ticket. Does your whole party have tickets to get into the parks no we don't no and and i know a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't because you know the thing is some people are going to be pass holders so those aren't obviously you know it's not a package and i have a travel agent rate so you can't put tickets on that so so you could in theory have that reservation but you don't even go because you don't have tickets to get in in that's painful to hear and i thought about the same thing yeah i mean in theory somebody could you know, have that reservation and not go. You're absolutely right. Hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how that would work. Do you know, I, uh, I'm sure they're going to have safeguards in place so that things like that don't happen. I was going to say, I'm very excited for you guys. I'm excited too. I mean, first of all, it's a really big deal for us to go. Like we don't, we don't fly anywhere because we have five people in the family. It's too expensive. So we, we don't really go out to the West Coast is just too much money. So it's exciting to go there anyway. And I'm saying this, you know, we're going to Europe this summer, but that's a whole different thing. You know, we, we drive to Disney World and we 
are so excited about going to land. I mean, you can't even stand it. Um, I will have pictures. I'll have pictures nonstop. You will want to turn off your notifications. That's how bad it is. So I'm just warning you people right now. I don't know about you, Tony, but I would have attempted to go through this whole process if Rise of the Resistance was going to be open as well and available to ride. I concur. But the fact that it's not... And I'm not going to get an argument about why it is or isn't, whether it's ready or not, or if it's a cash That's grab. Fine. Why whatever. are we getting into an argument? No, I'm kidding. Whatever. But for me to spend the vacation time to get out to California, you know, for for a short period of time, I would want to maximize my time in there. And without that second ride, it's just I don't know. I'm I, maybe I, I'm not as big a fan as Tony and Mark are, and as a lot of other people. <laughs> no, I, ju- I just think that of those four hours, anybody who's there for a four-hour stretch, you have to plan on at least two of those hours being in line for a smuggler's run. Oh, see, I don't know about that. See, here's what I think might happen, and I could be wrong, but for Pandora, when you went to the preview, for the passholder preview, they gave you a little paper fast pass, and it said, you know, say you're at Pandora, they gave you two hours or whatever, your fast pass starts at 1.15, you know, and you have until 2.15 to do it and, you know, so on and so forth. So, it, and it went very smoothly. I didn't feel like I waited very long at all. In fact, it wasn't until I did the media thing that I was snuck into, which was awesome. It wasn't until I did that that I was able to really enjoy the queue. Because the queue is phenomenal in Pandora. I think it makes sense what she's saying. They're going to give everybody a time period to, to ride it, I think. Because yeah. you don't want, you got four hours. If they're telling the truth and it's just Disney hotel guests, the three right. hotels, that's not a lot of people. It's not. No. I mean, they're big hotel rooms, but it's not a lot of people. And, they, well, and, they, and they're dividing it out by four-hour time block. So it's it's not going to be a lot of people. I wonder how many other people get in there that they're not telling you about. Well, let's, so, let's, media, rem- let's remember that Disneyland only has 900 hotel rooms between their wow, three resorts. That's what I was going to ask. Compared to 30,800 as of this past February for Walt Disney World. So it's a it's much easier to manage, you know, figure figure four people per room, that's 3600 people you have to get through there. Um you know, on any one day. And of course some of those people are multiple day stays. So maybe you have to what? Maybe 2500 people a day. That's not a lot of people. No, it's not. And so you could never do that at, at in in Orlando just no. because of the sheer volume uh, of guests. This is really brilliant, though, because think about it: the pictures, the people who want to go that first day, those are also the people who are going to Instagram and Facebook and tweet the heck out of all this. Like there will be such a deluge of pictures that you won't even know what to do with it. And that's brilliant because from what I've heard, those first few days, they're only allowing on-site guests into the land. So that means the best pictures that come out initially are not going to be crowded. That is incredibly smart. And they did it, and it didn't cost them a dime. So I I just thought that was incredibly yeah, smart. No, you're right. It, it and and it filled up their hotel rooms. If still well, and their hotel <laughs> rooms are are often well, maybe not to capacity, but they're often full. 
But I mean, when you think about how easy it's going to, I mean, presumably it'll be a lot easier to see things. You're not going to have a big crowd of people. It'll be like when they did those pass holder previews of Pandora where you could actually see things because a month later you're walking through Pandora. And I don't know, like if I was with any of you when this happened, but like I can remember going there at night and it was so packed that like you were just, touching people nonstop, yeah. not intentionally, but it was dark anyway. And it was so crowded. I know, right? You're lonely. You're hanging time. out in Pandora. <laughs> um, people bumping into you. No, I mean, seriously, like it was really crowded. And I just remember like running into this one guy and him turning around like, you know, how dare you? We're like, where almost, where am I going to go? You know? Um, anyway, so I, I think this was very smart how they did it. I will be interested to see, you know, just how busy it is. It's going to be really hard to wait until 2 o'clock that day to get in. So I'm just going to say that. You're going to be hanging out in, you know, Big Thunder Ranch area, that trail. Do you know what? sitting there and waiting. (laughs) That's not a smoker's lounge anymore. They'll be done. So it'll be nice and uh, fresh air right there. Fresh air. that's where the smoker's lounge was right there. That's right. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm sure I'll be hanging out and, and I don't know. Maybe I'll, like, calm myself down. I'll go over to, like, Cafe Orleans and get one of those uh, Monte Cristo sandwiches because those are pretty good. In fact, honestly, I think I have a reservation for that day. So I've got my whole day planned out. Yeah, and, and with Galaxy's Edge, will have multiple – like Pandora has one gift shop, one food item, one food yeah. area, the bar, and two bathrooms, right? Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is going to have – I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Multiple gift shops. They are small from what I understand. Oga's Cantina is very small from what I understand. So you'll be able to – hopefully you'll be able to go in there and at least see it. Well, I, I mean, four hours. If do, if but. I give them – say I'm spending an hour and a half, like, and that's on the high side for, you know, just for smugglers run. You know, if that takes me an hour and a half, that means I have another two and a half hours to go around, look at things, taste things, you know, take a bunch shop. of shops. Yeah, even that. I don't think I'll shop, but, you know, I could if I wanted to. So, I mean, it's going to be great. I just, I'm telling you, I will be a nervous wreck that whole day. So, it's not going to be good. I want to thank everyone for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. We do have a private Facebook group, and we'd love to chat with you and get your opinions on pretty much anything Disney or, you know, your personal problems. You can tell us anything you want. But that's it for now. Good night. Good night. Good night.